Hey you guys, it's Grace Walker and welcome to Beat the Culture, the podcast where we talk about finance, career building, mindset, success, you name it, anything self-improvement right here every Thursday. Let's get started. Check us out. Here we are, another Thursday, another podcast episode by yours truly. It is Grace Walker. I am your host today, and I am excited about this episode. You guys, this topic is one of the topics that really made me want to have a podcast. And I waited a couple months to do it because I just, it was such an important episode to me. You kind of, when it's really an important episode, all of them are important. But when it's something this important, you like to do a lot of research and you like to do a lot of discussions with people. And I just, I really wanted to get this episode straight because of how important it is to me. And I honestly would have pushed it off more if it weren't for a situation that happened to me yesterday that just really encouraged me to go ahead and do this episode. I have done enough research. It's time. I can always do another episode on this topic again because it's just so important. But I'm going to be blunt. I get extremely aggravated when I hear people say that they can't do something. So mad. And I get even more aggravated when I hear someone tell me that I can't do something. The word can't just makes me mad overall. And... I just really want to touch up on that because I have a lot of big goals for my life and some are, they're honestly, they're all over the board. I have a lot of things I want to do and I tend to bring up these goals randomly in conversation. One goal that I have that's a very broad goal is that I hope to become a Christian influencer so that I can help change the toxic industry of social media and the entertainment industry across the nation. It's a very broad goal. I know, I know, I know, but I know that as I grow, I'm going to start to circle in on exactly what I want to do for the industry and how I'm going to do it. And I have no doubt in my mind that as I start to gain a following, I can accomplish this goal. And as I mentioned that the other day in a conversation, someone I know very well laughed at me and told me how I can't do that. You can't change an industry that has been this way for decades. I was pretty infuriated, to say the least, just because it may seem like an impossible task to you, but that doesn't mean that it is impossible for me. I have a very big dreams for myself, and I have no doubt that I can accomplish something like that. While I may just seem like a little 19-year-old redheaded girl in your eyes, in my eyes, God put me here on this earth to make a difference. He empowered me with perseverance, strength, and strong will to accomplish my goals despite the people who don't believe in me. So don't ever tell me that I can't do something because I will prove you wrong. That sounds a little bit harsh, but you get the point, okay? I don't like the word can't. Don't ever tell someone that they can't do something. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something. Can't isn't a thing here because think about this. There have actually been a multitude of individual people who were able to change the world. Yes, the world, okay? A few of them that may come to mind include Martin Luther King Jr., Joan of Arc, George Washington, so many others, okay? And those all sound like such powerful names to us right now, but let's think back to during their time. Because there was a point in time where George Washington was simply a 12-year-old boy with regular friends and a regular family. And had he said, I want to help lead a revolution and start a new country that allows for independence from England, 
at 12 years old. His family and friends probably would have thought that he was absolutely insane. But you fast forward over 50 years and Washington not only led his people to independence, but he actually became the first ever president of a brand new country that he founded, the United States. Okay? And I'm not saying George Washington alone was responsible for the creation of the United States because we all know that that's not true, but he was a pivotal point of history, a pivotal person in American history because he did what some people may have thought was impossible or something that he couldn't do. He did it. So if George Washington and Martin Luther King Jr. and Joan of Arc and many others could do something so huge, why wouldn't I or you be able to do something huge as well? Okay, there's no limitation besides our own selves. Letting people who don't believe in us get to us, letting rejection get to us, and letting our own self-doubt come in the way between us and a dream. I think about this a lot. Yes, all these people did some miraculous things that changed the world. And if you want to change the world too, I guarantee you can. If you feel passionate enough about something and you feel that God put you here to do that something, then you should go for it. Dave Ramsey's momentum theorem is focused intensity over time multiplied by God equals unstoppable momentum. And I just love that because I completely agree. I'm going to say it again. Focused intensity over time multiplied by God equals unstoppable momentum. And if you're on the opposite side of the spectrum and you might not want to go to the extent of changing the world as an individual, that's okay too. You know, doing something as big as George Washington, Martin Luther King, Joan of Arc, all of them is not for everyone. There are some people who are completely okay with not doing that in an extreme. Um, But my point here is, One individual actually can accomplish something huge. So if you do want to make a change in the world or the country, you can. But at the very least, hearing all this, you know that you can make a change in your own life. And that leads me to what I want to talk about today. Changing your own life. No matter what your starting point is, you have the ability to make drastic changes in your life and live the life you dream of. Now, have you ever dreamt of being a millionaire? but thought that it's not possible because millionaires all inherited their wealth and they all just relaxed in fancy cars and houses while the rest of us slave away and they're evil rich people privileged ignorant born into it and could never be the rest of us but you do wish you could be one right doesn't that all sound familiar well here's the deal the culture has been conditioned to believe these things through the toxicity of social media lack of research and an overall decrease of being able to believe in themselves. We have been taught to want instant gratification and entitlement in this generation, rather than working hard and being devoted to what you want. When did our culture go from being so indignant with the rich instead of being inspired by them? And before we answer that question, let's look at some factual evidence of what a millionaire in America truly looks like rather than what the culture assumes. In January of 2019, Ramsey Solutions released the results of the largest ever study of millionaires with over 10,000 participants. And here are just three of the statistics that they found. Number one, 79% of millionaires did not receive any inheritance. Number two, eight out of 10 millionaires invested in their company's 401ks. And number three, the top five careers for millionaires include an engineer, an accountant, a teacher, a management position, and an attorney. 
This generation of Americans believe that in order to be rich, you have to have a large salary or a rich family. And this study proves that these assumptions are incorrect. Those are some powerful words, but I want to dive deeper into their study and more or less regurgitate exactly what they presented. Because most of this is pulled directly from their website, and I'm going to link that in the description, but... It is a study that you just, you need to read and realize why our culture is so messed up in our limiting beliefs. So what was this study? The National Study of Millionaires is a research study conducted by Ramsey Solutions with over 10,000 U.S. millionaires to gain an understanding of personal finance behaviors and attitudes that factored into their financial success. The nationally representative sample was fielded November 17th of 2017 to January 31st of 2018 using a third-party research panel and the Ramsey Ramsey Solutions research panel. So by using the third-party panel, this is so much words. (laughs) These are so many words. Okay. By using a third-party panel and a national sample of millionaires, this study was clearly conducted without bias or generalization. So now let's beat the cultural myths through some more facts from this study. The number one myth, well, it's not actually number one, number one of my list of myths (laughs) is that millionaires don't pay taxes. Yikes. So there's a lot of research on this one. But to tie it all into a sentence, the top 1% of earners in our country pay 40% of the taxes. And that number can go even higher with certain tax legislations that are about to expire. Rich people pay and then some. So that rumor that rich people just get out of their taxes is wrong. We have a very strong IRS that would come for anybody who doesn't pay their designated share of the taxes. So people who get so mad at the rich people who aren't paying their taxes need to realize that they if they aren't paying them, which clearly we see that they are, 40% of the taxes in the country are paid by the top 1% of earners here in America. But the people who aren't, it's because of tax write-offs, which is a whole other topic in itself. But people cannot just get out of taxes. So that rumor is incorrect. And let's beat another one. Number two, millionaires inherited their wealth. Dr. Tom Stanley, he's an author of The Millionaire Next Door, found through that his research that about 20% of millionaires became that way through inheritance. The other 80%, 80% are first generation rich. That means that they started from nothing and they piled up money. It's very doable. And according to his survey, 8 out of 10 millionaires come from families at or below middle income level. Only 2% of millionaires surveyed said that they came from an upper income family. American radio host, author, and personal finance expert Chris Hogan said, These statistics are a great reminder that it doesn't matter where you came from. It matters where you're going. You can achieve big money goals even if you didn't grow up with a lot of money. You are in control of your financial future. I love these statistics because it really does show. We have so many people out there complaining that they can't be a millionaire because they were born into the wrong family. And I get it. People have hard lives, but it's up to you to change that about your life. You are the one to make the change. You're in control of your future. People start from the bottom and end up at the top because of hard work and dedication, not because of sitting around waiting for things to be handed to them. You have to work hard to get higher up in society. That makes sense, doesn't it? So why do we believe that we just could never make it there? Because there's statistics that show that people who are in the same spot as you 
can make it there. Number three, millionaires make a salary that us average people could never make. Well, the majority of millionaires in this survey didn't have high-level, high-salary jobs. In fact, only 15% of millionaires were in senior leadership roles, such as vice president or C-suite roles, like CEO, CFO, COO, etc. 93% of millionaires said that they got their wealth because they worked hard, not because they had big salaries. Only 31% of the millionaires that they studied averaged 100000 a year or over in the course of their career, and one-third never made six figures in any single working year of their career. So it is possible to become a millionaire without making a big salary. You don't even have to make six digits, and it's possible. One-third of the millionaires studied in this study, which there were over 10,000, and it was a nationally ranked study, didn't make six figures in any single working year of their career. Chris Hogan says again, I've talked to a lot of millionaires, and most of them have average jobs with average pay like teachers or firefighters. It just goes to show that how you spend and invest the money you make matters more than how much you actually bring home. Number four, millionaires have to go to a prestigious college. Almost two-thirds of millionaires, 62%, graduated from public state schools, while only 8% went to a prestigious private school. That threw me for a loop, okay? Because we talk about that so much, like, oh, well, I need to go to USC, or I need to go to Yale because I'll get a higher-paying job, or I'll meet people, and I need to go to this school because it's going to get me here in life, and that's just not the case. The college that you go to does not determine your success. It's your perseverance and your dedication and your experience. Not what your degree says. Not what school it came from. Another Chris Hogan quote is, The fact that the average millionaire didn't go to an elite school is great news for many Americans who cannot afford expensive education. The state university or community college can provide a solid foundation for the future. You don't need a prestigious diploma to win with money. Overall, the National Study of Millionaires showed a dramatic difference between how Americans think wealthy people get their money and how they actually earn and spend their money. Anyone in America can build wealth. The only thing holding you back is you. Get out of debt, save consistently, keep your spending in check, let time and compound interest do their magic. If you're willing to work hard and keep the long-term goal in mind, dollar milestone. Chris Hogan says once again we got a lot of Chris Hogan quotes up here today because he just said it's so good I can't can't just take it from him like his words were perfect but all in all it's obvious that these myths have been busted the culture is incorrect but all that to be said how did these people become rich it's obvious they didn't inherit their money they didn't need a large salary they didn't need to go to a prestigious school but what did they do what did they do? And how can we do the same thing? Well, they did it through consistent investing, avoiding debt like the plague, as Dave Ramsey would say, and smart spending. That means no lottery tickets, no inheritance, no six-figure incomes. And that's great news for Americans who've lost hope that they can never even build real wealth. Again, we said earlier, according to the survey, 8 out of 10 millionaires invested in their company's 401k plan, and that simple step was a huge key to their financial success. 
Not only that, but three out of four of those surveyed invested outside of company plans. But they didn't risk their money on single stock investments or an opportunity that they couldn't pass up. In fact, no millionaire in the study said single stock investing was a big factor in their financial success. Single stocks didn't even make the top three list of factors for reaching their net worth. The people in the study became millionaires by consistently saving over time. In fact, they worked, saved, and invested for an average of 28 years before hitting that million-dollar mark, and most of them reached that milestone around the age of 49 years old. Three out of four millionaires, 75%, said that regular, consistent investing over a long period of time is the reason for their success. So the story about the young computer genius who developed an app that earned millions overnight is not the rule. It's the exception. And if you do end up doing that, like Elon Musk, that is so cool. Like, go you. But, but again, what I'm trying to say here is you don't have to feel like you can't do it. If you don't have the time or you don't want to come up with the world's newest groundbreaking piece of technology, then that's okay. Because that's not the only way to become a millionaire. As clearly said in this study. Another key piece of advice that these millionaires gave was that even when millionaires don't have to worry about money anymore, they're still careful about their spending. They don't just spend, spend, spend because they have it. 94% of the people that they studied said that they live on less than they make, and nearly three quarters of the millionaires have never carried a credit card balance in their lives. What? Shocking. They also said that they spend $200 or less each month on restaurants, and 93% of millionaires use coupons all or some of the time when shopping. By staying out of debt and watching expenses, they're able to build their bank accounts instead of trying to get out of a financial hole every month. I am so thankful to Ramsey Solutions for putting together this study because it really did bring to light the myths that the culture tells us are true versus what is actually true when it comes to wealth building in America. And even though I referred mostly to this study, there are many other sources that could give you the same information. One of which is the best-selling book, The Millionaire Next Door, which identifies seven common traits that show up again and again among those who have accumulated wealth. Most of the truly wealthy in this country don't live in Beverly Hills or on Park Avenue. They live next door, is what the Google description of that book says. (laughs) But the seven habits that that book discusses are number one, live well below their means. Sound familiar? We just discussed this. Number two, efficiently use their time, energy, and money for wealth accumulation. That means investing and working. Number three, value financial independence over social status. Yeah, that's right. Instead of going and getting that brand new car on payments, they saved and saved and they drove a beater while doing it. And once they had enough money, invested instead of spending it on paying off loans they went ahead and then they could buy that car they worked for it and they weren't always just handed everything they were not handed everything number four not dependent on their parents once they were adults it's an interesting one think about that number five their kids are self-sufficient also interesting it's like they did well with money, so they taught their kids to do well with money. Number six, talented at pursuing market opportunities. And number seven, pick the right occupation for them. After reading all of this, I'm sure you're starting to see that the culture has it all wrong. And now 
I've got to say this because I don't want to get hated on, but obviously there are wealthy people who can abuse their money and their power. And not every wealthy person is perfect. But we should not generalize and use our time and energy just to hate the rich because there are millionaires all around us. And it could be you too. Use these people as an inspiration to realize that you can make a change in your life, change your family tree, and become a millionaire just as these everyday Americans did. Get rid of your limiting beliefs, step outside of your victim mentality, and realize that no one is going to hand you success. God will reward your hard work. Psalm 128.2 says, You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. The only person standing in the way between you and changing your life or your world is yourself. Let's ditch those limiting beliefs and realize that you are more capable than you can imagine. And don't get so mad when someone tells you you're capable. Because you are. Ah, so frustrating. But anyways, guys, you can tell I'm pretty passionate about that. Totally sounded like a motivational speaker for the last 30 minutes. But this is me, Grace Walker. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions or if you really feel like you're not capable, let's talk. Message me on Instagram at Beat the Culture and let's work through what you're dealing with. Because I guarantee that you can do it. There's no such thing as can't. Unless you tell yourself that there is. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys, that concludes another episode of Beat the Culture with me, Grace Walker. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out on social media at Beat the Culture for Instagram and Facebook. And make sure you check out our website, too. It's got our blog, merchandise, links to the podcast, and so much more. Again, I'll see you guys next week, same time, same place, every Thursday. And thank you so much for listening. Let's beat the culture together.